Welcome to Dads with Daughters. In this show, we spotlight dads, resources, and more to help you be the best dad you can be. Hey everyone, this is Chris, and welcome to Dads with Daughters, where we bring you guests to help you be active participants in your daughters' lives, raising them to be strong, independent women. I'm really excited today because Art Eddy is joining us, and I've known Art for quite a few years now in uh, not only being a father of two girls himself and myself being a father of two girls, but we've known each other through podcasting, through just being fathers and learning and growing together. So Art, thanks so much for being on with us today. Yeah, man. Always a pleasure to chat with you, sir. You know, it is a pleasure to to not only have you on, but to learn from you. I, I love listening to the things that you're putting out there about fatherhood, and um, and and you know, and that's what I wanted to make sure that everyone gets to know, you know, as they get to know you, because because for me, one of the things that I love about you is your 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 honest approach to how you portray yourself, but also portray yourself as a father. Yeah, that comes through in the words that you share. So so this this show is all about being a dad with a daughter. You've got two daughters just like me. And you know, one of the things that I always love to hear from dads with daughters is going back now, um, the many years, back to the beginning when you when your daughter was first born, your first daughter was first born. Tell me about that reaction. Tell me the story of your reaction when when you found out that you were going to be a father of a daughter. Yeah, man. So for me, I'll always remember this. I found out I was going to be a dad while I was uh, back in New Hampshire visiting my uh, family, and it was a high school reunion. <laughs> and we were staying at, uh, instead of staying at my parents' house, which you usually do, uh, there was some family that was coming in from uh, Buffalo, uh, my mom's side of the family. And so they already kind of, the, the inn was booked, right? So my, my wife and I booked a hotel kind of near where the uh, reunion was going to be. I was uh, in the morning going for a, a run on the treadmill. My wife comes down, was so giddy, and she was like, I got to tell you something. And I was like, okay, what's up? I couldn't wait till I was done. And uh, she gave me the news, and I was just like, I stopped. I mean, I thankfully, I turned off the machine because <laughs> I probably would have fallen off and broken something, right? But he told me the news. We, I gave her a big sweaty hug, and I was like, all right. From here on, and it was just like talk about a, a transition from you know we got we're out of college. My wife and I were kind of making a, a life for ourselves, and I was going back to reminisce to where I was in high school, right? Those formidable years when you're growing up and becoming your own self and finding your own way. Where yes, you're still listening to your parents, but you're trying to find your own identity, right? So all of those things were going in there, and I'm like. I'm going to be a dad. And then I, to be honest, I never really thought about, am I going to, is it going to be a son? Is it going to be a, a daughter? I didn't, I didn't really care. And I know that's like, people say like, oh, like, you know, parents always say, I just want a healthy kid, 10, 10 fingers and 10 toes and, you know, a good heartbeat. And there you go. I really put too much stock into it. And then when we found out like towards uh, the, I think the second trimester or whenever you can find out when you're, you know, what, what the gender is going to be, we found out and my heart kind of melted a little bit. I'm like, all right. I'm going to have daddy's little girl, right? And so from there on, we started talking about names, and uh, we went with a name that was um, honoring uh, my wife's uh, side of the family, which was great. So it was a lot of emotions, and uh, nothing can prepare you for when you're actually holding your baby for the first time. And uh, I, I still have pictures. 
of uh, that moment. And I, from zero to one month, I start. I made a video of just the different collages of the different images that we I, we took. And my family, you know, shared with me, and I put it to like one song, and then like. Every month after, I was doing like a two-month video, a three-month video, and then I did the same for my second daughter too. So, and I still do videos, like not every month, of course, but every year for their birthdays. And I just go into iMovie, right, and I just put music that they loved at that point and have a video towards the end. And I just share it with you know family and friends that were on this journey from like day one with the video. So it's just like when you asked me that question, I just you know thought everything came back to where I was like getting ready to go to the high school reunion. I couldn't tell anybody yet because obviously you can't at that point. So. A lot of emotions, and it was just all pure joy, sir. It definitely is a joy to have daughters. And as you go through this experience with them, I'm sure that there's highs and lows, and there's definitely things that just stand out to you. And as they've gotten older, I'm sure that that relationship changes. And I know that because I've, you know, I've got a almost 15 year old and 11 year old and and in the relationship does change but you do still have those memories and you build those memories as they get older now what would you say has been one of the most memorable experiences that you've had with your daughters one of the biggest things for me was uh when my oldest was in preschool we were living in new jersey at the time and she handed me a present that she made at preschool and it was there was no money spent on it aside from the teacher, you know, the preschool teacher buying stuff for the crafts and all that. But it was uh, a photo, well, a cardboard um, construction paper of her hands and a poem, and it was laminated. And it said, you know, these hands, it went to all these things, and it talked about, you know, these hands may smudge the window or something like that. But And it talked about all of these different things. I'm getting goosebumps right now, but I cried like a, like, just, uncontrollably I just started crying and my wife was like laughing but also crying with me but like she never saw me get that emotional before right not that I I didn't show my emotions I think uh, I'm pretty in touch with my emotions my wife would say that but like the rate of tears to just joy like factor was just like and it hit me I'm like I am a softy for my daughters and like this is probably like if you told me you're, if someone gave me this gift that wasn't related to me, and I'm like, what, what is this? Right. But like, because of that bond, it was like, I was a pure, you know, just muddle, uh, puddle of, you know, father right there. I was just like, I don't know what to do. This is the best gift ever. So yeah, that was one of the moments that just kind of stuck with me. It's like, Hey, you know, you're, you're proud to be a dad. You're so lucky to have these, you know, these two great girls in your life. And it was just like that simple gesture, that little gift that, you know, she made, I guess both of us, but I kind kind of stole the idea like this is my gift she made for me right <laughs> but like that was one of the things that I you know from an early on uh set of being a father you know she's probably like four or five or something like that going to preschool but that like that will always stick with me man completely am there with you I, I remember and I think I still have all of the things that they've made for me over the years some of my, many of them are in my office. Many of them are, you know, some in frames or things like that. Yeah, and, yeah. and it's those little things that you look back on. I think that as we get older, that you look back on and, you're, and it still touches your heart, which, you know, you don't have to, they always say, you don't have to spend money to have a gift that means so much. And it's it's true. Yeah. And, and, and you just nailed it right there. Now, you know, one of the things that I know about you is... You're a little geeky, and <laughs> yes, you know I am too. Um, you know, you I know you love your Star Wars, you love your Marvel, you love your yep. sneakerhead, you know, and you've got a lot of things that that you love to do. And I, I want to know, 
as your daughters have gotten older, how have you shared these passions of yours? And how are they finding the passions within themselves? Great question. Yeah, I, I've never wanted to force my geekdom or my sports teams or anything on my family. Like we always joke, my my youngest, she <laughs> she'll always like she's a fair weather fan, like the front runner fan. Like if she comes in and I'm watching whether it's baseball, football, basketball, she just cares who's winning and whoever's winning, that's the team she roots for, right? <laughs> But now since we moved to North Carolina, they're big NC State fans. I, I'm like, I'm a Michael Jordan fan, so of course UNC. And, you know, outside of North Carolina, you think like, all right, there's Duke and UNC, and that's pretty much it. You come down here, you have to like, not only are you uh, UNC or Duke or NC State or Wake Forest, there's East, Ki- uh, East Carolina University. So there's a lot of sports teams, right? So we kind of share certain things. Like my oldest, I coach her basketball teams. Um, and she loves like playing basketball with me in the summer while you know they're out from school. Uh, I'll take her to the Y. We'll do some drills. We'll do some you know conditioning stuff. So she likes that. So like my passion for sports has kind of gone through them. But then on the geeky side, um, this is a great age for kids to grow up in if if you're a geek, right? Because like not only you see like Spider Man, Batman, uh, Captain America, but you see strong women, uh, you know, characters. And I, I don't know, Chris, have you seen Endgame? I definitely have. It was a great movie and a great end to the Avengers series. Yeah. So for me, like when I was, when I saw that movie and uh, I saw it before them, because usually they're still at the age where I'm like, all right, I want to preview all these movies just to make sure things are okay. Right. And especially with Marvel and DC, I mean, well, Marvel and Disney, you're like, all right, these, they should be fine. But uh, I went with uh, one of my friends uh, to, we always go see like the Thursday night screening. And when I saw that one scene where all the women come together to help uh, Spider-Man, I was like, I'm getting goosebumps right now, Mike. My wife and my daughters are going to so love this point in the movie. And some people might say like, oh, you're just doing it there to be like a social justice warrior or something like that. I'm like, no, it was just a great combination of all of these women throughout the different films come together. And I was just like, I can't wait to look over down the aisle and see my, in my, my, my daughters and my wife see this moment and see like, Hey, these are strong women. So, you know, it's kind of, that was like to see Captain Marvel, to see Gamora, to see Wonder Woman. I know she's not an Avenger, but like all of these different strong female characters that we're seeing now, it's great. And we design shirts together. You know, I make like uh, marvelous women for my oldest daughter, and I made like a dragon club because my my daughter, my youngest, was like in uh, second grade. She started like this dragon club with some of her friends at school, and so I made shirts for everybody <laughs> for their friends. So like, we ha- we have this creative side. My my uh, when I showed my kids my comic book drawings, they're like, "Whoa, you did that?" I was like, "Yeah, probably when I was in you know eighth grade to high school. I love to draw." And so my, my kids love to draw on too. So we're very crafty and all the geekiness comes out of that stuff. And we just got a cricket recently. So I was making different uh, stickers for their iPads and stuff to put on. So there's a lot of creativity and I let them find their own path and let their, like, I love not only just sharing stuff on my point of view, but I love the fact that my daughters will share certain things with me. Like my oldest, she brought our whole family into Harry Potter. And then my youngest, like dragons and different storylines from different like fictional creatures. She brought that in. And so we kind of like all sit together and talk about what we're geeking out on. And, you know, I let them kind of follow like I follow their lead, but I'm not directing them to where, where they want to go. And it's funny. They're like, yeah, dad, I'm not really into Ghostbusters. I'm like, that's fine. You don't have to be. Find your own geek, you know, geekdom and just, you know, run with it. So you know this as well. Whether you're, you know, dad with daughters, dad with um, sons, or just, you know, they're mixed genders in the sense of like, you know, you could have dad, uh, sons and daughters. But I think the biggest thing is having that 
line of communication with them 24/7 engaging with them and seeing what they're you know what's uh, happening in their world um goes works wonders man i think it'll create a great foundation as they get older and of course they're going to like i said for me in high school trying to find my own voice but for me like i have seen uh, talking to you talking to other great dads out there and how they build those strong relationships with their kids is always making sure that you want to be a point uh be a part of their life and showing that hey what you you know what you do at school today what's what was the best thing what was the worst thing what do you want to talk about you know there's certain things that you've had these conversations with your daughters as they get older and I'm having my wife and I are having some decent conversations with my oldest as she you know enters middle school so there's a lot of things where you have that line of communication open man i think you'll you'll be set for life so um and and sharing our you know geekiness with each other is uh, is a big part of that now one of the things you just talked about was the fact that you've talked to a lot of dads and and for for you that are listening one of the things that art is is really great about is bringing out stories from people he runs two different podcasts that you may or may not have heard of. One is called The Art of Conversation. The other one is The Life of Dad Show. And um, he's been doing that for a long, long time. And as a part of that, one of the things that just recently happened was that he and his co-host on The Life of Dad Show wrote a book um, that brought forward a lot of the voices from The Life of Dad Show. And in that show... Art has had the opportunity to talk to actors and sports sports professionals and and other famous individuals to learn from them. Um, and Art of Conversation, he's talked to everyday dads and learned about about them and learned about those those uh, experiences that they've had as fathers. So, Art, as you look back, not only at what you wrote in your book, but also in all of the different interviews that you've done, what are some of the most poignant things that you can say that you've learned about being a dad with a daughter from whether it be famous people or the regular dad? For me, one of the things that sticks out is the comedian Bill Engvall, right? He and I were talking about certain things and his kids, uh, he had a uh, son and a daughter. And one of the biggest things that he shared with me and it, resonated big time is that yeah you know you can hear your kids but listen to your kids see what they're doing don't just feel like you know you're because you're the parent you're the older one you know everything just listen to them and also understand where they're at right now in life for you and me and chris like all right we got to make sure the mortgage is paid taxes are done like all that other stuff like grind that nine to five job making sure you you know spending time with your spouse there's so many different things that we we have our you know like right, i gotta get you know make sure i'm doing this i'm doing that and when we look at our kids like oh they're you know they're enjoying life this is like awesome time they don't have to worry about medical bills all these other things but the stuff that they're worrying about is really important to them and i started realizing that after talking to bill engvall where it's like yeah, they might be having a fight with their friend or someone is being t- mean to them like, oh, you're not going to see them in five years. Who cares, right? But if you take that approach, they'll be like, well, he's not going to understand me, so I'm going to go somewhere else and talk to someone. So having the idea of understanding where they're coming from, just re- taking the time to remember what it was like when you were you know, their age and really commit to like understanding what they're going through and don't just pass off like, oh yeah, you'll be fine. In a couple of days, you guys will be, you know, work it out. Take the time and just honestly, uh, you know, listen to them and see how you can help them. Don't 
automatically like, oh, this is how I can help you. Ask them like, all right, I, you know, thanks for sharing your story. Do you need any help? Would you like any advice or do you just want me to listen more? And I think when you, when you kind of give them options, just like you know this too, you can't do like yes or no questions because you're not going to get anything from them. You're like, hey, do you have a good day at school? Yes. You want to talk about it? No. <laughs> you like ask more questions and they'll, they'll open up to you. So it's just like you got to give them options so they'll actually have to like talk to you more. I'm not saying it's pulling teeth when my kids are talking to me, but I think one of the things like, you know, going back, Bill Engvall just kind of opened my eyes to like, gotcha, man. His kids are a little bit older, so I'm preparing myself for the future. And that's the, that's the cool thing is like, yes, you know, one of my staple questions is what is one big piece of advice you'd offer to new dads to, you know, veteran dads, right? But anybody listening to the podcast, there's going to be a nugget of information that will uh, hit with them right then, might take them back to when they were, you know, a young dad or if they're listening to this and their kids are in elementary school and I'm talking to someone in middle school or someone in college, like, oh, didn't really thought about that. So you you guys do the same thing with Dads with Daughters in your Facebook group, and I love what you guys are doing. You, you guys are such a positive influence in just not just the dad community, but just people in general seeing what you guys are doing. I love seeing your ad on Facebook during uh, one of the football games recently, man. So I it, it's great to see the trends changing of like, we're not the Homer Simpsons. We, yes, Homer Simpson did care deep down for his kids, but you had to like etch, go keep on going different layers, right? You are showing, I am showing different ways that we care right away and people can see it right away. So I know it was a long, long-winded answer, but you know, Bill Engvall definitely opened my eyes to that, man. No, I really appreciate that. Now, one of the things you t- just talked about there was the fact that in having to listen and not give advice. That's not always easy for for men. And I don't think it comes naturally for most men. I've learned that the hard way, not only with my daughters, but with my wife. And I want to hear from you. I mean, how did you make that switch? Unless you've always been able to do it. But how did you make that switch, if you had challenges with that, to be able to get to the point where you can say, okay, I'm not going to solve this issue. I'm going to listen. I'm going to hear. Was it just listening to Bill or was it something else? I think in life, you know, there comes down to, I remember in science class, one of the science classes back in high school, it was, you learned like 50% was nature and 50% is nurture, right? How you, how you kind of make your way through life. And growing up, my dad would kind of travel out here and there. And it was like my mom and my two older sisters. And I would kind of just as as the youngest, I just kind of take everything in. I just kind of observe things. And yeah, you know, I'd be vocal. I'd be like the one trying to crack jokes. Obviously being the youngest, you want to make yourself known. And that's how you'd be like, you know, the class clown, not just in school, but just at home. Right. But like, I would kind of see like what my uh, mom would go through certain things and and my uh, sister. So then I'm like, all right, cool. And I remember one of my bosses um when i was growing up in high school she said like you're gonna make a, a woman very happy and lo- and she's gonna be very lucky because you listen to women and because like i forgot what we were talking about in the lunchroom but i said something and everyone looked at me like that's coming from a man right so like you kind of build on certain things where it's like it's crazy that's coming from a man and it's like showing like a woman's perspective so that was one but then one of the you know uh, there's there are cliches for a reason because you know they always say like a baby changes everything but one of the other things is you can say something to your blue in the face of your kids but they will actually follow more of your actions than your words right and you might be doing things that you have no idea that they're watching or not just in that moment but just in general they see 
you for certain things you might not see in yourself. Case in point today, my youngest, she wanted to do, she wanted to try like a ballet class. So we go to this one dance uh, company and they've got like, it's like a dance factory, dude. There is like hip hop, there's uh, jazz, all these different things, all these different classes going on at once. It's like this big thing. And I'm like, like my daughters did like a little ballet when they were in preschool. They each did it because they kind of want to do it. And then they kind of fizzled out and did sports or whatever. Like we don't force them into anything. We're like, hey, why don't you try it and go from there? My youngest like, I want to try this again. So my youngest is in the class doing the, you know, checking out ballet. And then my oldest, she's doing some homework, but she's like, I, I'm watching her and I'm also watching my daughter. It's like a room full of other, mo- like a room full of moms and like girls getting ready to go into the next dance studio. And <laughs> when we're going to, when we leave the, when we leave the place, my youngest went with my wife cause we met in separate uh, cars and my oldest and I are coming are uh, in another car. And she says, I'm so glad you're my dad. I was like, why? She goes, I remember like in that, in that waiting room, there's all these moms there. Like there weren't any dads, but you were there. And I'm so glad because you're different. I'm like, what do you mean I'm different? She goes, you work, you work from home. You know, there should be more dads doing stuff. Right. And I was just like, Oh, and like, to me, I was like, I didn't really think about it cause I do it all the time. Right. So I'm like, I had no idea that she was picking up the idea that there was a room full of moms and you know, girls getting ready to dance and all that other stuff. And she was just like, I'm really proud that you're doing that. And on the flip side, it's great to see my wife travels a lot and they see that, you know, how hard she works and a woman can do anything. I love that. So I I always praise my wife for that. So just having those moments where you don't even know what you're doing, but you're doing something in their eyes that's, I would say remarkable, but it's like they're paying attention to that. So just having that moment earlier today, I was like, all right, sweet. I appreciate you sharing that because I think that you do pave the way and you pave the way not only for them, but you pave the way for the other mothers in the room to see a father in a different light. And and that's a good thing because fatherhood comes and, and looks like different things now. You know, more and more dads are at home. You know, they're they're doing what you're doing. You know, they're working from home. You know, they're being the primary caregiver while their wife is out you know, doing things like your wife is doing. And and that's a good thing um, because it, it allows your daughters to be able to see a different dynamic and a dynamic that's not always shown in popular media or a dynamic yeah. that's not always shown in, in society today. So I think that that's a really positive thing. Now, in looking at your daughters and where they're at right now and what where they're going for the future, what would you say is your biggest fear, your biggest fear in them growing up in society today and in having to be a father to them right now in society today? Whew, how much time you got? <laughs> no, it, oh, man, this is, this is a catch 22 again, because they're getting, man, you know this, I'm preaching to the choir, but like you want them to soar but you don't want them to go that far, right? <laughs> you want them to be able to spread their wings and like be able to be on their own, but you don't want to lose that time with them at this age. But there's, there's just so many different things. And I can say like, I'm, I'm scared of, you know, technology and social media and all that other stuff. But I just feel like now in society, we don't have empathy or sympathy right now. Everybody is looking for, uh, the next viral thing and they don't really care how to get it. Right. Um, to me, I probably gonna sound like a grumpy old man, like get off my lawn. But I remember when we were kids, man, 
I would walk home maybe like a mile and a half from school and you know the neighbors would like my parents know the neighbors would look out for me if something was sketchy, right? Now it's like if something's sketchy going on, someone brings out like someone takes out their phone and videotape instead of actually getting involved and like protecting a kid that they don't know because they don't know like what happens if something goes wrong and the kid gets hurt. Am I going to get sued? And like there's so many things that are going wrong that we have like this me 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 society, and I want my kids to understand that it's it's not just about them. And you need to be accountable for your actions, whether you think you're going to be in secret on social media or whatever the case may be. But there's a lot of, I wouldn't say temptations, but there's a lot of different avenues that I remember we didn't have and have to worry, our parents didn't have to worry about. I know it's kind of a vague and general answer, but I'm just saying like, there's just, I feel like there's so many different things where you want to shield them, but you can't shield them because then they won't be able to adapt into the society and you know, future as technology and certain things grow. So, uh, it's, it's, I think my biggest fear is like, am I going to balance the letting of go protecting them, but also letting them try new things and learn, you know, learn by example, you know, or that, sorry, learn, learn by doing and learn by failing. So those are like, it's that fear and that catch 22 of like, am I doing too much? Am I doing too little? How do I balance that? And are, are they still going to grow up in a society where I hope that they feel that they can care for others um, just in a normal human being way where like the golden rule, treat people like you want to be treated. But I feel like nowadays everyone hides like their keyboard jockeys and or keyboard gangsters and they're just going to be like, I can say whatever I want and I, I don't care if I'm hurting someone else's feelings. So I know there's a lot in there, but I just feel like there's there's more to fear than maybe when our when we were growing up for our parents, if that makes sense. It definitely makes sense. I mean, I think there is. You know, uh, I think when both of us were growing up, we would, in the summers, get, be kicked out of the house and we'd come back when it gets dark, right? I mean, it's not the case right now. I mean, no matter where you live, for the most part, that's there's a lot more oversight that's happening with kids. And, you know, some of that, ha- I mean, a lot of that has to do with technology, but also, I mean, just it's a different world and it's a different society right now. Now, like you do in the life of dad, we have we have some questions that we always ask at the end of our interviews, and we call nice. them our fatherhood five, where we ask you five questions to delve deeper into you as a dad. So, to start off, what in one word, and I'll even give you three words in three up to three words. How what is fatherhood? Ah oh, man, um, I'll do one word. And I'll just say love. That's a great one. I would say love because, or unconditional love, maybe I'll take two words, just because everything that goes in that term, unconditional love, right? You, as a father, you care for your child or children, and you will do anything for them. Sometimes you maybe overcompensate with gifts or certain other things because you feel like you need to, but you're, I think most dads, most parents have a kind heart, and where they're coming from is unconditional love and they're just trying to do the best for their children. Sometimes it might not be the best, but if you're, if you're kind of leading with a gentle heart and also an open mind, it'll be great. But I think it all comes under the umbrella of an unconditional love. Now, when was a time that you felt like you finally succeeded in being a father to a daughter? Uh... Oof. I mean, there's there's different examples. I the one I just talked about earlier, where I had that conversation with my when my daughter brought up the conversation, where I'm like, all right, a daughter, my daughter can see that one uh, a woman can do anything by um, seeing the great example that my wife is leading uh, through work and how she goes about her business and all that. And then also too, I would say, knowing 
having my daughters both say that they can do anything they want as they get older, whether they, you know, like, you know, there's when they're young, they want to do any type of profession. And it's like, I want to be the president or I want to be an astronaut and all these other things. But you just keep on giving them positive reinforcement. So letting them know that I feel like, especially with daughters, you know, raising daughters, letting them know that the the world is theirs. And as long as they put the hard work in, they can do it. And I know in on different occasions, both my daughters have told my wife and myself that like, Hey, we appreciate that you, you know, you're supporting us and what we do. Not maybe in those words, but just context and also too by their actions. <laughs> if I was to ask your kids, how would they describe you? They'd say I'd be funny. I'm the sheriff because that's what they nickname me because even though like I try and make them laugh and all this other stuff, I keep them on a schedule. Used to be maybe a softie back in the day, but now I'm the sheriff. <laughs> now, who inspires you to be a better dad? Uh, my daughters, my wife, uh, my family and friends. Uh, you guys, you do. Dads with Daughters does. Life of Dad does. Getting to chat with other dads and seeing how they see fatherhood uh, challenges me and wants, you know, and just we can do this all together. Like the guys at dad 2.0 city dads group. I know James Lopez, all these, I mean, there's so many Creed, Anthony, Jeff, but all of these dads, and I know I'm not going to be missing out all these, you know, (laughs) other great guys, but you know who you are. I can go down a list because we have a great connection of all these great dads, but you have different dads doing it their way, doing it the way that you're using that unconditional love umbrella again. But like, I would say my daughters first and foremost, my wife, and then my family and friends, and one of my friends, everyone I just I kind of included, so like you and a bunch of other great dads that I know out there. Now, I know that you always finish with this question, but what advice would you give to other dads with daughters? I'm not just saying this. I'm not trying to toe the company line or your company line, but like not only get involved with your family and you know your spouse and your kids – but talk to other dads, see what they're going through. I think the biggest thing is, yes, you know, dads had that idea of like just being a rock, being, you know, there for their, you know, their family and just, you know, don't need to share their feelings and all that stuff. There are certain things you're going to share with your spouse and hopefully that line of communication is great with your spouse and your kids, but talk to other dads, use them as resources, let them be a sounding board and you think you might be alone in a certain situation, but you're not because other dads are going through it, have gone, gone through it, or even thought about what happens, you know, if what would happen if this thing happened to me. So join dads with daughters, join life of dad, just talk to a bunch of dads and just get their take on fathers because I've been, I've, I've been blessed, man. I know you've been too. Like how many great pieces of advice have we gotten from other dads when we're talking to them? And it's like, sweet, I'm going to use that now too. So just be, be there for your kids and also, you know, be there uh, and not only give your wisdom, but also get wisdom from other dads. That's great advice. And I think that every dad, whether you just have had a child, you, you're waiting to have your first child, you've been going through it for some time, you can learn from dads in so many different ways. People have been there, they've done what you're doing, they've been what you're going to do. So being able to have that network and community is so important. Well, Art, as always, as I said at the beginning, I love talking to you, and it's been great having you on the show today. Now, if people want to find you, where would be the best way for them to find you and to be connected with everything that you're doing? 
Yeah, man. Thanks. Me personally, if you go to Twitter at Art Eddie three, Art Eddie uh, L O D on Instagram, and then of course Life of Dad show on Twitter, and Life of Dad different social medias there as well. So yeah, so like Life of Dad or Art Eddie three on all the different social media platforms, you can reach out to me. But man, so it's always fun chatting with you, man. Uh, whether we're doing stuff on like podcasts or meeting in person, it's always a good time. And thanks for having me on your show, dude. We'll put some links in our notes today to so that you can be able to connect with Art. We'll have a link to his book as well. As always, thanks so much for joining us again today. Thanks for listening to Dads with Daughters. If you are a father of a daughter and have not yet joined the Dads with Daughters Facebook community, there's a link in the notes today. Dads with Daughters is a program of Fathering Together. Find out more at fatheringtogether.org. If you've enjoyed today's episode of the Dads with Daughters podcast, we invite you to check out the Fatherhood Insider. The Fatherhood Insider is the essential resource for any dad that wants to be the best dad that he can be. We know that no child comes with an instruction manual, and most dads are figuring it out as they go along. And the Fatherhood Insider is full of resources and information that will up your game on fatherhood. Through our extensive course library, interactive forum, step-by-step roadmaps, and more. You will engage and learn with experts, but more importantly, dads like you. So check it out at fatheringtogether.org. If you are a father of a daughter and have not yet joined the Dads with Daughters Facebook community, there's a link in the notes today. Dads with Daughters is a program of Fathering Together. Find out more at fatheringtogether.org. We look forward to having you back for another great guest next week, all geared to helping you raise strong, empowered daughters and be the best dad that you can be. We're all in the same boat And it's full of tiny screaming passengers We spend the time We give the lessons We make the meals We buy them presents Bring your A-game Cause those kids are growing fast The time goes by just like a dynamite blast Calling astronauts and firemen Carpenters and muscle men Get out and be the world to them Be the best dad you can be Be the best dad you can be